and welcome back, Mortal X friends. I'm Cody. Riley. And we are here from our uh, favorite comic store in town and our first official sponsor. I think we can say that. Yeah. Yeah, we are here in front of Legends Comics in uh, Clovis and Fresno. Um, shout out to our boy Roman. Roman. Um, and the rest of the team at Legends who just hook us up every week. And we are seer, here, seer. Seer, seeing the future, a common theme. Uh, we're here, and we are we are live recapping and reviewing uh, Marvel's Mortal X Men number ten, <laughs> written by uh, Karen Gillan, art by Wernick. Is that how you say that name? Lucas, I think. Art by Lucas Wernick. Um, a beautiful, beautiful cover by Mark Brooks. Um, there was a few uh, alt alt variant covers that I, I passed on for this Brooks cover, but all are looking great. And Riley, we have just read what is the last issue before the Sins of Sinister event in yeah. the X-Men line. And uh, how how are you feeling right now? Um, this issue is awesome. Uh, I, yeah. I don't think it's been a secret in the last several issues that we've done that I haven't been like super excited about sins of sinister it just feels like we're getting like event after event totally. and like it, it's just like i fear that the events are kind of just getting in the way of like long form storytelling because yeah. they have to like they have to focus on this thing that's coming um but the i think this issue is a really <laughs> great lead into it uh you can't help but be excited about what's coming after reading an issue like no. this one so I yeah. I am happy to be wrong. I'm so happy to have Sins of Sinister like totally just like kick my ass in awesomeness. But like I have been skeptical, but this issue kind of like it, it got me to where you've been. I think. I'm so excited. This issue is awesome. Yeah. Uh, it has a wonderful Xavier narration playing throughout. It picks up almost exactly where immortal x-men number nine left off where a majority of the quiet council has been killed by sinister's plots and they are recovering uh it was a tense issue i i did not know how they were going to solve the hope problem and i know there was some bigger (laughs) hope hope died by the way hope hope summers was killed by sinister's blast um, and there was a big deal about how or if she could be resurrected, if they could do it without her. Um, that happened in Immortal Issue 9, yeah. by the way. So from here on out, we're going to talk about... Spoilers. Issue, this issue. <laughs> like, if you haven't read it yet, yeah. like, do that. Why are you right listening now. to this? Yeah. Um, Is Immortal X-Men any good? <laughs> uh, we did have a friend who was doing the House of X uh, podcast with us who, who, who jumped straight to Immortal X-Men thinking that it was the best not realizing that immortal x friends was the name of our podcast and he read like the first four issues yeah so he read (laughs) house of x powers of 10 and then jumped to immortal x-men which is totally cool totally cool but he you know he He missed a lot three years he still kind of tracked what was going on a little bit yeah he wasn't super confused so shout out cameron mendez you're the man so funny um this this was great. Um, so this this starts with Xavier's narration kind of playing throughout. Sinister's trying to figure out if he's going to reboot the timeline. It seems like he's prepping something while on the run. The the council is resurrected. They manage to get Hope back. Our boy our boy Sink steps in. This has been a good few years for Sink. I really like Sink. I I, I haven't. I no. I had no idea who Sink yeah, was no. really before reading this, and he's quickly climbed to one of my favorites. It's uh yeah, it was fun to see him take such like a role in this. Like he's been around in Duggan's X Men yeah. run, and he's he's definitely been 
a part of he's been around some yeah. frequent some recent issues but like you know he's kind of a been a supporting character mostly so it's cool to see him in a really important role this is definitely you know a classic case of how someone like hickman can just put a character like this on the map though like yeah. he had he had his his three <laughs> issues really in hickman's x-men run and mm-hmm. then just became like a this is one of our new favorite characters yeah and then duggan's i think done a lot of really cool developments and it's really fun to get to see him get some immortal recognition too yeah. i'm so excited to get some information on the what what we're gonna do if hope is killed yes like, that has kind of been a major question of like what happens if they take out the five? Yeah. You know, like we have redundancies in place and there were some questions in, uh, in judgment day when they were trying to take out the Eternals were trying to take out the five and stuff, but we haven't gotten like a, a thorough, no. like every, uh, yeah, everything that has happened <laughs> so far with this run that Gillen has done has, has only made me appreciate the themes brought up in judgment day more. And some of those, uh, quiet council issues, especially, where at the end of the day we were so focused and some of those first issues of judgment day were terrifying with the assassins coming in and like starting to take out the five only to realize it's going to be sinister it's going to come from within like these are Mm -hmm. the cracks that are actually at the heart of krakoa and have been the entire time like sinister was always a threat and this issue doubles down on that, where it's like, we are actively making stages, so we do not need Sinister as part of our group. Right, um, yeah. And they're paying for that dearly in this issue. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's it's nice to have that kind of um, the assertion that we know that Sinister is a plague, you know, and mm-hmm. that he... Uh, it's fun to hear them say that it is as, as we just came off the Hawks pox read, you know, and so much of that is like Krakoa is for all, you know, and then you go into Hellions and there's a place for you, even if you're not a person that like easily fits into, you know, it's the whole concept of like Krakoa is for you if you're a mutant, you know, but them, you know, in the midst of us on one page, seeing Xavier shaking hands with apocalypse on another page saying like, sinister is a disease is, and it's, is a, it's important yeah. for us to know and accept that versus just saying he's a mutant so so he's accepted here yeah. and i think what i really love about this is it acknowledges and sinister acknowledges that xavier acknowledges it like krakoa could not have been built without what sinister built mm-hmm. but because of that he has been granted unmitigated power mm-hmm. to create monstrosities to now like tamper with timelines and Xavier has this wonderful monologue throughout, which I'm, I kind of want to go back through at some point and just like read those bits mm-hmm. um, and see how it reads all together just as like a flowing narrative. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> it talks a lot about father figures mm-hmm. and just how Nathaniel Essex Sinister has been this awful controlling force in so many mutant lives to now have him at the table like is troubling. And I know you and I were texting about this earlier and saying like, you had heard too that this is the xavier issue that people have been waiting for and i i agree man this this kicked so much ass um Mm -hmm. there is an amazing few pages so after after hope is resurrected um the rest of the quiet council members are resurrected and the x-men and the quiet council members and just some other individuals go and um they hunt down sinister and this was really fun i'm a big fan of gillen's um uncanny x-men run 
uh, mm-hmm. during the schism time and the lead up to AVX and immediately after. And they go back to the same lab where Sinister was earlier, like messing with celestial technology and yeah. then capturing the Phoenix Five. And that was that was really I thought that was a really cool callback that I love. You know, you bring on like a legacy writer like Gillen and he gets to this felt like a finale. Yeah, this 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 to me had some inferno vibes of like look what everything has been building to and now it's burning down right um so it was a really cool i know we we talked about it a little bit while we were reading but the roll call of seeing the original five x-men together of seeing the next generation of uh the the second genesis class but basically everyone teaming up to stop this questionable ally was so so great to see and the the art on this is just Phenomenal. Yeah, it's really, really beautifully done. I love the colors. The colorists in this era of yeah. X-Men have been wonderful It's as been well. so good. Um, for me, it's very fun. Like, we've now... We're on the 10th Immortal X-Men issue, and there have been moments like... Um, if you think of about Ten of Swords, mm-hmm. where the council members make a conscious decision that, like, we are, we are too important to the future of our home to take part in anything that happens in other world right yep. so there have been very few times so where right. we've seen the council in members action. actually going for it and so you know on top of what you just pointed out to see the council members finally you know getting into it it feels very much like an avengers endgame kind of moment when you have all hands on deck and we're not just gonna sit and send the x-men team you know, we're going to get in there and do it ourselves. It feels very, like, it feels very earned to see them jumping into battle. <laughs> it feels so earned. And everyone just teaming up to kick Sinister's ass is is such a delight to see. He is mm-hmm. such a scumbag yeah. that we do love to read about. But um, so Having, they... like, the threat of Sinister being just oh, full gosh. out in the open. Like, we're not keeping it quiet. All of our, like... You know, I, I sit and, and glare at Sinister from across the council mm-hmm. chamber and wonder what he's up to. Like, it's now all out in the open. Like, we're not what's, hiding behind false faces kind of thing anymore. What's awesome, though, is they still don't know about the Moiras. That's it, true. Like, like, all of this is out in the open. Like, he has been arrested mm-hmm. for attempting to kill the Quiet Council and for killing Hope. Yeah. Um, they have no but idea what it. he's up to. Yeah, like, that is what's so fun, like... And even <laughs> even the, the intro to this, it's talking about, like, s- for some reason, Sinister went off the rails. And they're all just like, this is what he does. Like, they have no idea what he's actually been doing, mm-hmm. which is I think is very fun. Part of me wonders if that is part of his plan to, like, mess with Destiny. Mm-hmm. Because they, I think that's the biggest part of this whole era. And we'll talk about <laughs> what she says at the end, which I think is crucial. But it's like, this whole game from Immortal 1 through now has been about sinister and destiny basically playing mental chess Mm -hmm. and and really trying to navigate what's going on um and at the end of this sinister's thrown into the pit yeah after they take him down he's tossed in there it seems satisfactory but the first panel that we really see after that is we we see destiny telling mystique we need to get off this island right now yeah um, which I do not know what's going to happen. I I, it's no exciting idea. that that's leading into it. A few other things of note is we get a <laughs> we get a Bible verse. <clears throat> um, do you want Do you want to read that out down? 
Woe to that man who betrays hope. It would be better for him had he not been born. From the Gospel of Mark, translated by Exodus. It's just... Such a great turn of... Exodus's religious fervor and him rewriting scripture with hope at the center is one of the most fun, subtle things. Because hope is so annoyed and hope is foul-mouthed and hope does not want to be the savior. But to know that there is this doting crusader. What does he say, like, several issues back? Like, she throws, like, out an F-bomb. Yeah. And he's like, my Messiah has a... (laughs) Messiah has a potty mouth and just, <laughs> it's just so great. Um, but we end with the giant reveal. After listening to this Xavier monologue the entire time and after him talking about how he just needed to look in the mirror to know who to be afraid of, Charlie takes off his helmet in his own quarters after damning Sinister to the pit and calling for a kinder Krakoa. And as he takes off his helmet... He has a red diamond, very similar to Sinister, very similar to, what's his name, Orbis Stellaris's club, very similar to uh, Dr. Stasis's spade. spade. And Charles Xavier has a diamond. We already have a diamond Sinister. We do. That's our main Sinister. It looked like there could potentially be more from a few issues ago Mm -hmm. where there was the vials. Here's an alternative. If he is not, a, obviously, the implications are that he's somehow a sinister or involved or something like that. I do wonder if this is like a Shi'ar logic diamond mm. where he does store the mental capacities of, of the mutants, like during the resurrection process, if it's not part of Cerebro. I, I think possibly, I don't even know if he, if he knows it's on him. Like, if he is not seeing mm. that, if it's some sinister trick that's been placed there. I, but also, I have no idea. Do you have any initial thoughts? Um, only that, like, it doesn't... It, to me, it doesn't look the same as, like, the sinister diamond. And maybe it I, definitely just, doesn't. As I, like, as I flip through some of these panels, maybe it's just that we don't get, like, a full-on facial close-up of, of Mr. Sinister. But it doesn't look the same as your average like mr sinister diamond so it's it looks bigger it does and it looks like it kind of protrudes from his head Mm -hmm. versus like uh you know just kind of being implanted on the skin yeah uh, you know resemblant of a tattoo or something also amazing art because it makes us look like as he's getting lowered into the pit it makes us look at his diamond for so long yeah to to finally go to charles but I don't know. Um, What I do know, though, and what is very exciting to me, is that uh, Sins of Sinister comes out next week. It does. And so we get Sins of Sinister number one right there, and I am so excited for that. And then we kind of get get Legion of X right after that, and then we get Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants, which is our X-Men Red replacement. Like, we we get a steady flow Mm -hmm. of what's happening for a while. Something that I I do want to note is that on, you know, I think page six or something, you do see Exodus, Xavier, and Emma being resurrected. And, of course, you know, as he comes out of the egg, Xavier does not have a diamond on his head. So at some point, something has happened. Um, So I guess this issue has left me with the question of, like, 
at what point did Xavier, you know, get switched or, you know, if the, the diamond is a logic diamond or whatever it might be like at some point between his resurrection and what we see on the last page, something has happened. I think I honestly may have just figured it out or I think I have my guess. Okay. You ready for it? Sure. Um, I think that the resurrection protocols have now been tampered with because of Hope's death. Mm. And with her resurrection, that was what Sinister needed to basically get a foothold in the resurrection process. Mm. So Xavier and the others who were resurrected are now essentially not chimeras, but altered with some Sinister plan. Ah, that's my thought. That's cool. That's, I, that, cool that's just my like, uh, that, that's my, my initial take because yeah. his whole deal with the last one was how can I kill Hope? Mm-hmm. And now that he's done that and there's the whole deal about we don't even know if this will work. Right. Like, I wonder if that's the secret to everything. Yeah, maybe. So He did make a huge deal out of it being Hope. Yeah. Like he needed to kill her. And they've made a huge deal about, like, the resurrection protocol. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, part of me is yeah. wondering if that has something to do with it. It does seem very monumental this, thing. This is also much less... Um, I literally thought that this was going to end with us going into the uh, the Sins of Sinister arc. Yeah. Like, I, 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 didn't, I didn't know what it was going to be. This is better than I was hoping it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Yeah. I was a little nervous that, you know, when you read comics so much, you kind of know what to expect as, like, a prelude to these yeah. events of, like, now we're in the alt-reality of Sinister. And it's just, it's not that. Right. And that's very exciting to me. Like, it's, this still seems like the main title. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, this was really this fun. This is cool. I I kind of want to go home and like reread just all of Immortal right now. I definitely like what I've found is because I have been reading so much stuff lately yeah. and so many different stories is that I do have a difficult time like remembering precise details from issues that came out a month ago yeah. or whatever it might be. So I definitely like. I remember the major beats of Immortal 9, but I definitely should read this this back-to-back with that issue the, to kind of remember. The other ones that I feel like might be kind of crucial reading, at least in my mind, are Immortal number 1 mm-hmm. and Immortal number 3, whatever the Destiny one was. Yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff that Destiny talked about of even like, Sinister survives Judgment Day or like Mystique's not alive in any of these future timelines that I feel like we're now finally starting to see like what mm-hmm. that could be going towards. Yeah. Yeah. Solid read. This Solid read. One. This is a good one. Um, obviously, if you've made it to the end of this and have not read Immortal X-Men, what are you doing? Like, go, <laughs> go pick it up. It's in a trade now um, for not too much. So you can pick up yeah. that trade. Uh, obviously you can follow <laughs> along as we try to talk about X-Men comics, but I would say, here's my hot take. You ready for it? Sure. I think you could read House of X, Inferno, and then Immortal X-Men and be fine. You miss a okay. lot. You miss a lot. Yeah. But I feel like those are bookends enough where it's like, if you read House of X and like loved the Moira stuff and then mm-hmm. jumped straight to this... I might interject and say read X-Men issue 6 and and issue 20. 20. Yeah, I agree. I feel like that would be the one caveat. Yeah. But other than that, like... If you read Hawks Pox, X-Men 6 and 20, 
and the four immortal issues, I and, think you would be fine. Inferno. Like, there were, yeah, 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 Inferno. What did I say? Immortal. Oh, yeah, Inferno. You're just trying to if pop you read up the first, podcast. If you read the first four, or the four Inferno issues. Yeah, you, yeah. Could, read, you could read Immortal X-Men and just start from there if you, you wanted to. Yeah, you could. Yeah. Um, where is your, this is, a, this is a hard question. I don't even know if I have an answer. I, I think I do, actually. Where is your ranking now between X-Men Red and Immortal X-Men? Um, what is what is the better book for you right now? Oh man, that's, that's <laughs> still really hard. Uh, I would say, well, I should say, I'm gonna give you an answer, but okay. I think it's a cop out answer because. Perfect. So I want to say, like my instinct says, X Men Red is the better book overall. Yes. Okay. However, I will say, like. I have thoroughly enjoyed all 10 of these issues. I enjoyed all 10 of the X-Men Red issues. But when I'm interested in reading X-Men Red, I'll read issues like 3, 4, 5, and 6 or whatever it was that was just like a knockout four in a row. And with Immortal X-Men, I'll read all 10 in a row. So I'm leaning toward X-Men Red. Awesome. Because the highs were just so ridiculously high, but I think this one is just more consistent for me. I am leaning more towards Immortal, and okay. I. But I also think that both these titles and like our preference for them kind of sums us up as people, mm. and and are some of our comic reading habits. Uh, this this feels like when I love when I read X Men Red, it feels like just a jolt of adrenaline and emotion and Mm -hmm. like a really impactful like oh hell yeah like 10 to 15 minutes Mm -hmm. i feel like i have to sit with immortal oh totally like and and i I feel like that's the different where it's like i i have i have not reread every issue of x-men red i have reread every issue of immortal usually within a day or two of getting it. Mm-hmm. So I guess that for me is always my like, what do I actually like better? It's the one that I'm like, or the one that I'm more confused about. But in this case, I just think this, this book has been everything that I was hoping it was going to be yeah. and more. Yeah. It's very <clears throat> solid. Very, very solid. Well, Riley, any final thoughts before we go into sins of sinister? Yeah. Sins of sinister better not suck. <laughs> um, Cause this has been dope. These 10 issues have been so good. And so like, I just I I so yeah. badly want to be wrong about I, my skepticism. So like, I think we'll be covering the whole event, yeah, in some shape or form on on this channel. Um, I will be getting all of them. I know for sure you'll be getting Storm and the Brotherhood and Immoral. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think yeah because I have not been reading um what is it? Legion, Legion of X. Legion of X. Uh, I'll let you borrow this. If Nightcrawlers yeah. ends up being like you really have to yeah. know what's been going on in that book, then I'll probably skip that one and just okay. borrow them from you yeah. at some point. But I will probably be picking up the other two. I sure. I'm we're so broken. We're so broken in the fact that I'm already imagining what the Sins of Sinister like hardcover oh yeah is going to look like. Yeah. And I just, I want that on my shelf already <laughs> and I'm still, I'm really wanting to see whatever the, uh, we're still in this and this is, this is way too presumptuous of me, but I, I'm ready for the immortal hardcover. 
Oh yeah. The red hardcover, the judgment day hardcover and the sins of sinister. Like I just, yeah. Like put it on my shelf. Like who can I direct deposit? Yeah. It scares me a little that they are so quick to put these into trades, you know? And then it's like, when are the hardcovers? Are you only going to do these trades or are you going to like actually, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But, um, yeah, we're excited for it. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, Check us out on social. A few shout outs I do want to say just before we go. Uh, one, I know I said at the beginning, but truly shout out to uh, Legends Comics and Games uh, for being a sponsor of yeah. our pod. Uh, shout out to our intro and exit music by Gage Cornwall. I know I mentioned him on a few, but uh, his Not X-Men theme song uh, that rocks us in and out sounds <laughs> wonderful. Thank you, Gage. Uh, thank you to our official intern, Ethan um in case you were wondering riley and i are kind of taking turns running the instagram so yeah. say hey to us at that at what's what's the social do you remember it's at immortal x friends no no hyphen at immortal x friends no hyphen um hit us up on that uh we will be back with more soon yeah all right shout out to daniel the dude who's been reading along with us oh online. dude daniel collects comics right yeah. is that his name shout out yeah. to daniel collects comics you thanks rock. for reading with us dude thanks for reading and making more thorough notes than us yeah dude it's fun reading along with somebody obviously yeah. we don't know this dude but it's fun to like hey we've got a pal on the internet that's reading it's cool x-men with us it's cool and shout out to our listeners in scotland this week we did pretty well over there Hell so yeah. whoever you are thank you um scotland's dope we're we're approaching our one year Dang. it's coming up um yeah. we'll have to do something special for that yeah, we have, they maybe take us to a nice, uh, a nice dinner of, yeah. of Vulcan steaks. <laughs> Read comics. Read comics. See ya.